Takes a tackler into the end zone. He catches it in stride and scores. This is This Week in the Mountain West. He walks into the end zone. Touchdown, Mountain West Conference champions. Hi, this is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West, and you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. On the Mountain West Radio Network. All right, welcome into the Week 6 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Crackman. Conference play in the Mountain West just getting going, but we're already getting a sense of how tough it's going to be to come away with a division title and a chance to play in the Mountain West Championship game on December 4th. San Jose State and Nevada, the only unbeaten teams in conference play so far, both at 1-0. The Spartans, a hard-fought road win at Hawaii back on September 18th. The Wolfpack, a huge road victory at Boise State last Saturday. The Broncos, along with Utah State and Air Air Force each at one and one in the Mountain Division, which looks like it will be a dogfight to the end here in 2021. San Diego State, the only Mountain West team currently in the top 25, right now ranked 25th in the AP and getting votes to sit right outside the top 25 in the coaches' poll. The Aztecs 4-0 coming off a bye. They'll open the conference portion of their schedule Saturday against New Mexico in Carson. Also, to be noted, San Diego State, the number one rushing defense in the nation, allowing a measly 46 yards a game on the ground. Fresno State bounced out of the top 25 after Saturday's road loss at Hawaii, but still getting votes in both polls, while Nevada is getting votes right now in the coaches' poll. The other story dominating college football this year with the gale force winds of realignment once again blowing in college athletics and schools on the move across the country. A statement released late last week by the Mountain West Board of Directors reaffirming the commitment of the conference's 12 football playing member institutions to remain intact. The statement read in part, quote, The trailblazing Western institutions of higher education in the Mountain West Conference are proud of our academic excellence, the strength of our athletics programs, and the splendor of our campuses. And today we are announcing our collective commitment to membership in the Mountain West. The success and positive trajectories of our respective members have created opportunities for many of our universities, yet we collectively believe in the strength and shared spirit of the Mountain West and in the future possibilities for our conference. And with that, coming up on this week's show, we'll talk to Nevada head coach Jane Norvell about his first win over Boise State since he's been leading the charge in Reno. Plus, we'll check in on those Colorado State Rams with their outstanding play-by-play man, Brian Roth. But up next, a quick recap of all the action from last weekend. It's the week six edition of This Week in the Mountain West, and you have it here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Brady Hoke, head coach of the San Diego State Aztecs. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With unrivaled landscapes that provide a quality of life unlike any in the country, you'll find us immersed at the peak of nature's splendor through a gateway of opportunity which leads to academic and personal growth that is beyond compare. Our students learn at the peak of achievement. And as our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. In the Mountain West, sportsmanship meets winning with honor. But don't take our word for it. Sportsmanship is more than what goes on on the field. Good sportsmanship means being loud but being courteous. Sportsmanship is enjoying the game and being respectful of other teams' fans. And that goes for all officials, coaches, players, and mascots. 
sportsmanship is, making your parents and your coaches proud. It takes all of us working together to make a good game great. Sportsmanship, that's what it's all about. The Mountain West, champions in life. This is Coach Todd Graham, head coach of the Rainbow Warriors. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Recapping Week 5 around the Mountain West, 18th-ranked Fresno State at Hawaii. The Bulldogs with a two-touchdown lead going to the fourth quarter, and that's when Hawaii freshman quarterback Braden Shager went to work. And now it is an empty set for Shager. He's got two wide receivers to the right. Day Day Hunter now in motion. He's going to swing it around. Shager throwing wide open. Caleb Phillips, 10-5, touchdown Hawaii. He was in a meadow. That's Bobby Curran on ESPN Honolulu. For the day, Jake Hayner intercepted four times by the Rainbow Warriors, three of those coming inside the Hawaii 10, including this one with nine seconds to go. Hayner is looking. He throws across the middle. That is picked off. That is deflected and picked off by Hugh Nelson. And that will do it. Hawaii is going to win this football game. 27-24, 27-24, the final Hawaii's first win over a ranked opponent since 2010. San Jose State and New Mexico State, Spartans playing their first home game in more than five weeks since the August 28th opener. Nick Nash making his first start as a college quarterback in place of the injured Nick Starkle, and he impressed. Nick Nash will set it up. He'll bring a man in motion. That's Garrett. Play action. Rolls to the right. Looks to the end zone. Has a man. Touchdown. San Jose State, Nick Nash to Derek Deese Jr. from 12 yards out. The play action puts the Spartans up 23-14 to with 54 seconds to play in the first half. Kevin Richardson on the call from Learfield. San Jose State a 37-31 win at Nash throws for three touchdowns in the victory. Nevada and Boise State in a dogfight on the blue turf Saturday. Broncos up one at the half. And then in the third quarter, Wolfpack pull away as it was all defense and Toa Tawa. Toa behind Strong in the pistol. Handoff Toa, left side. Big hole. Toa to the five. Head of steam. He's going in. Touchdown, Nevada. John Ramey from Learfield. And then this one to essentially put it away. First and 10 at the 22 handoff. Toa Tawa, he's got open room to the 10. Toa to the 5, he's in with a dive. Touchdown, Nevada. Tawa, 124 yards on the ground with those two scores. Nevada wins 41-31. Much more on this game with Wolfpack head coach Jay Norvell coming up in the next segment. And finally, big one in the Mountain Division with Air Force at New Mexico. Falcons run it 73 times for 408 yards, and they win big on the road. Four down linemen for the Lobos. Third down, option into the boundary, pitch to Hughes, right side, got a block, turns it up, down the right sideline, outside the numbers, one man to beat at the 10, touchdown, Air Force! How about that, into the boundary on third down, and it was DeAndre Hughes going for a 53-yard touchdown run. Jim Arthur from Learfield Air Force, a dominant 38-10 win, Falcons 4-1 on the year. Nevada head coach Jay Norvell next after these words from your local station. This is Troy Calhoun, head football coach of the United States Air Force Academy. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Jay Norvell, head coach of the University of Nevada. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. 
The Nevada Wolfpack snap a nine-game losing streak at Boise State last Saturday, beating the Broncos 41-31 on the blue turf. Nevada now 3-1 on the year. Joining me right now, the fifth-year head coach of the Wolfpack, it's Jay Norvell. Coach, welcome back to the show. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having me. All right, Coach, going back to Saturday, you're down 21-20 at the half. And then the game really turned in your favor in the third quarter. I'd say it was takeaways in Toatawa. What were the halftime adjustments that gave you guys that separation to get the win on the road? Well, first of all, I, you know, we came out at halftime. Uh, we knew it was going to be a four-quarter game, and we, we had to continue to to fight through each series. Uh, you know, each team had 12 possessions in the game, and uh, we knew we had to fight to score on everyone on offense, and we need we needed to stop them. And we felt like if we the turnovers would really be the key to the game, and they've done a great job of taking the ball away uh, defensively. Boise has, and we were able to protect the football and not have any turnovers. And then our defense just stepped up in the second half, uh, causing you know three second half turnovers. We got a sack, sack fumble on the the very first drive and we were able to, to, to take the ball and put it in the end zone and and then we've got a we got a couple more turnovers uh, after that and our you know offense was able to respond but really really opportunistic by our defense. Um, you know I'm very proud of our team. This was probably our best uh, game as a team playing complimentary football offense, defense and special teams and you know, and, and to play like that on the road at Boise, which is a tough place to play, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty proud of that. Yeah, let's talk a little more about your defense. You mentioned the takeaways and the pressure. Six sacks against Boise State, and your guys never really allowed their run game to get going. Seemed like your entire defensive line had a good game. How were they able to win that matchup so convincingly? Well, I tell you, we have a good defensive line. That was one of the things that. Um, you know, we really felt coming into the season uh, that we had a defensive line that could really be disruptive against the run, and then and then put pressure on opposing quarterbacks. And um, we were able to get pressure uh, on Boise. Our guys were able to get in the backfield and be disruptive. You know, when as the game went on, I think uh, that that pass rush started to really affect them offensively. And you know, and that's. That's a product of um, you know something that we felt going into the season that we matched up very well. Uh, we didn't necessarily have to blitz to be able to put pressure on quarterbacks, and and that that certainly happened Saturday. Toa Tawa named a Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week. He had a breakout game. Carson Strong gave you his standard, consistently strong play. What was the evaluation of your offense once you got into the film? You know, I, I, I thought we, we played very well. We Our big thing is we want to be aggressive. We want to attack. And, uh, you know, Carson came out firing. You know, we had some playmakers really step up and and dubs. And and uh, Cole Turner had a big touchdown catch. And then Justin Lockhart is a guy that had to step up for Elijah Cooks, who who uh, season was ended after the Kansas State game. And, and so his plays were really, really important. And then the second half, uh, we were able to get our running game going, and uh, Toa just kind of took over at that point, made some really big runs for us, 
finish drives. And when, when we're able to run the football to complement uh, the things that Carson and our playmakers do, we're, we really become uh, effective offensively, and, and that's what happened in the second half. You know, coach, uh, football coaches, they love to say things like, we want to go 1 0 every week and we're on to the next opponent. But your team just beat a longtime rival at their place for the first time in 24 years. Is there a line that you try to find for your team between appreciating and celebrating your accomplishments in the moment during the season while also keeping the focus on the task at hand, which is always going to be the next opponent? Yeah, I mean, we. We we felt like going into this year that we were a team that could do things that have not been done here for a long time. You know, we beat Cal on the road. For only the third time has Nevada ever beaten a Power 5 team on the road. And so that's something that hasn't been done in a long time. You know, and then Boise, we hadn't beaten Boise since 1997. And so uh, on the road at Boise. And so... It's been a long time, uh, but we feel like this team uh, has a lot more in it um, and can still accomplish a lot of things that this this program hasn't in a long time. And so we're just kind of taking it one one week at a time. Um, we have a lot of work to do. We still can play much better as a team. And as you know, we 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 enjoyed the win from last weekend. But we're back at work, you know. We're back at the work of of improving as a team, and you know the best teams get better week in and week out. And and we we have different challenges this week, but they're all significant in coming home and and playing against New Mexico State. Coach, your first season in Reno, you guys went three and nine. Since then, eight wins, seven wins, and then you go seven and two last year in the COVID season. Like you said, big expectations for the team, for the program this year. When you think back to when you first got to Reno and and really started implementing your vision, do you see some of the fruits of that labor right now, the process of program building? No question. You know, when we first got here, um, you know, we had four all-conference players on the roster. And last year, you know, we had 15. And uh, those kids are back. Uh, So the expectations are very high for this team to to be successful. You know, we're we're three and one. Uh, You know, I was really upset um, after the Kansas State game. I thought, you know, we could have played much better. Um, you know, we, we were tied in that game. Uh, we didn't start well. We were tied at the end of the third quarter, and then we just didn't finish in the fourth quarter. And with a little bit better execution, a little bit better finish, I felt like we should have won that game, and we were capable of playing much better. And so really challenged our team. Uh, we had a bye week uh, last week before Boise, and we got better. We, we improved. We, 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 we played uh, a much more complete game as a team and we have to continue to do that and uh you know we have a workman-like uh, program here we're a blue collar where you know we we said it today you know the, the rent's got to get paid every day and uh, you have to go out and practice to be able to perform well so that's the mentality we have and that's kind of what we're taking to the practice field this week 
Coach, last thing, it's early. Your team is 1-0 in the West Division. You got New Mexico State, and then you will play your final seven games all in conference without a bye coming up after that. But here so far in the early going, looking around the league, what has stood out to you about the Mountain West Conference here in 21? No, I, th- I, I think the, the conference is as competitive as ever. Uh, we got a lot of people that have done some great things in the non-conference and you know, in Fresno and San Diego State, you know, beating Power Five teams and and playing so well early, and Wyoming looks like they're playing really well, and Utah State uh, played great in the non-conference, and then you got Boise with all their players, and so no, it's it's uh, I think the 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 league is as competitive as ever, and it's really going to set up for some great games coming up. Uh, when we really start getting conference play. Jay Norvell and the 3-1 and Nevada Wolfpack. They'll take on New Mexico State this Saturday at McKay Stadium. First game in Reno uh, since the 11th of September. Coach, congratulations on a huge win at Boise. Best of luck this week. Best of luck the rest of the way. Really appreciate it. Thank you. We'll check in with the Colorado State Rams next here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Andy Avalos, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. We'll be back with more of this week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With 12 institutions nestled in the nation's most desirable destinations, you'll see us enjoying life at the peak of celebration. As you witness us not only win, but win the right way, you'll find us competing at the peak of integrity. As our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. This is Brian Roth, the voice of the Colorado State Rams. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Colorado State off to a 1-3 start here in 2021. The Rams coming off a bye after a good showing at 5th-ranked Iowa two weeks ago and a 10-point loss on the road. CSU now takes on the defending conference champ Saturday in Fort Collins in San Jose State. Joining us right now, the longtime voice of your CSU Rams, it is Brian Roth. Brian, welcome to the show. Nate, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Obviously, tough start to the season for Colorado State, but road win at Toledo and then a halftime lead at Iowa. Is there a sense that there's some positive momentum to build on right now for the Rams? Well, I don't think there's any question. I mean, you know, they're sitting at one and three. Certainly, could easily be two and two. I mean, you know, they were outgaining Vanderbilt with five minutes to go in the first half of the week two game, three hundred five to sixty five, up fourteen nothing just complete domination and found a way to lose that game. And I, I think Ram fans got a little uneasy after that one, especially on the heels of the South Dakota state game. But, you know, then you go into Toledo and you're a two touchdown underdog and a Toledo team that nearly beat Notre Dame the week before. And you not only win, you're just completely dominant. And, and I, I think that's something to hang your hat on. If you're a Ram fan, that this is a dominant, dominant front seven that Colorado state has. And then, you know, you Look at the Iowa game. I mean, CSU midway through the third quarter, there was a resounding sense going through Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City that those Hawkeyes were in big-time trouble. I mean, that was a coin flip game at that point. And then, of course, Colorado State gave it away with a fumble on their own five-yard line. And next thing you know, it's a 14-14 game, and the stadium's completely on fire. So it's a Ram team that's trending in the right direction, and 
just in time to get into conference play. The brightest spot for Colorado State, Trey McBride, the junior tight end leading the Mountain West, nine catches a game. Brian, why is this guy so good? Well, he does it all, and and he's the complete package as a tight end. And, of course, you know, these days everybody looks at tight ends as as pass catchers, and and he certainly is that. He's got terrific hands. Uh, He has the ability to get open. He has top-end speed for a tight end, and he's really strong and physical. I mean, (laughs) you watch guys try to bring him down. It's it's nearly impossible with just one guy. In fact, the Toledo game, he had 109 receiving yards in that game. 81 came after contact. So it gives you an idea of just how physical he is. And then, you know, you talk about the physicality of McBride, and you look at him in, in, in the run game, and he is a terrific run blocker, and he likes to do that just as much as he likes to, to, to catch the football. I mean, he is a mean SOB in the trench. So when you look at Trey McBride, he is the complete package at the tight end position. CSU plays their next eight in conference without a bye the rest of the way. What are the biggest areas of needed improvement for the Rams going into this stretch run? Well, they got to find a playmaker on the outside. And Dante Wright is that guy. He's one of the fastest guys in the Mountain West Conference. And, you know, a kid who's averaged over 100 yards. Uh, per game last year and was doing that here this year through the first game and you know he is the guy that can pop the top he's been hurt since the Vanderbilt game hoping to get him back this week against San Jose if not I think to definitely get him back for the New Mexico game the week after that so you got to get right back and then you got to find a couple other playmakers on offense then you're probably going to need a little bit better play out of the quarterback position in Todd Santeo so those two things on the offensive side Rams have been really beat up on the back end of the defense, playing some young guys. But they're pretty good young guys. And so you need those guys to continue to improve in the secondary as the season goes along because you know the front seven is going to be dynamic. Brian, last thing. You know, it's still a relatively new building for fans around the Mountain West that have yet to get to Fort Collins to visit Canvas Stadium. What are they going to find? Well, it's an absolute gem, and, and and to have that campus stadium right on campus, Nate, is is really a treat for I know all Ram fans there. Of course, a beautiful campus and a, and a beautiful city like Fort Collins, and you get a brand new sparkling building that houses the entire football program. And not only is it a top notch stadium, it doubles as a top notch facility for the football program. Of course, they have their practice fields just adjacent to it. You got your weight room, your sports nutrition, you got all your meeting rooms, you got the players lounge. I mean, everything is top notch on the inside of that building with the football program. But then, you know, on the outside, it's just a, it's a beautiful place to watch college football. And then on the North side, you got the new Belgian porch, which is, uh, you know, it just adds a, little bit of flair there to Canvas Stadium. So it's awesome. You just need uh, the football program to kind of start matching what the stadium is. And CSU will be back on track. Colorado State, they take on San Jose State Saturday, 1.30 there at Canvas Stadium. Brian Roth will be on the call on the Colorado State Sports Network from Learfield. Brian, a pleasure as always. Thanks, man. Yeah, indeed. Anytime, mate. We'll preview that matchup and the entire Week 6 schedule next after these words from your local station. This is Brent Brennan, head coach of the San Jose State Spartans. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Danny Gonzalez, head coach of the University of Mexico Lobos. Welcome back to This Week 
in the Mountain West. Your Week 6 schedule in the Mountain West gets rolling Saturday afternoon, 1.30 Mountain Time. Boise State visiting number 10 BYU on ABC. The Broncos 2-3 and three for the first time since 2001. Still, despite their struggles, junior wideout Khalil Shakir has been terrific. He's currently second in the Mountain West, averaging 104 receiving yards per game. Also, 1.30 Mountain Conference action with San Jose State at Colorado State on FS1. As long as we're talking about receiving numbers, let's talk about Trey McBride from CSU. The big tight end tops in the Mountain West, hauling in nine catches a game. Huge Mountain Division showdown with 4-0 Wyoming at 4-1 Air Force on CBS Sports Network at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. Falcons have piled up 367 yards a game on the ground along with 22 total rushing touchdowns through five games. Both of those marks the best in the entire country. Wyoming 4-0 for the first time since 1996. 6 o'clock Pacific, it's number 25 San Diego State hosting New Mexico at Dignity Health Sports Park in Carson. Lobo senior quarterback Terry Wilson has accounted for eight total touchdowns so far this season, but he'll be tested by that Aztecs defense. Right now, second in conference in total and scoring defense, trailing only Air Force in those two key categories. And we wrap it up Saturday night with Jay Norvell's Nevada Wolfpack facing New Mexico State in Reno. Right now, Carson Strong, second in the Mountain West, throwing for an average of 305 yards a game. Plus, Nevada's kicker Brandon Talton, 8 of 9 kicking field goals so far this season. He's currently your defending Mountain West Special Teams Player of the Week. And we'll get that one going 7.30 Pacific on CBS Sports Network. Utah State, Hawaii, Fresno State, and UNLV all idle this week. And that will do it for the Week 6 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Crackman. Have a great college football weekend. This is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West. We'll talk to you next week right here on This Week in the Mountain West.